Welcome to On Human Rights, a podcast recorded here at the Raoul Wallenberg Institute in Lund. My name is Christina Jeyer-Wegström and I'm the Director of Communications here at the Raoul Wallenberg Institute. Today I'm very happy to introduce our guest Farima Nawabi. She's a former diplomat who worked at the Afghan Embassy in Stockholm until the Taliban takeover. And currently she's holding an Afghan fellowship from SIDA and she is based here at the Ralph Wallenberg Institute in Lund, where she will conduct her research on women's rights in Afghanistan. Very welcome, Farima. Thank you so much for having me. Today we are going to talk about the Taliban ban that the armed group, the Taliban's ruling Afghanistan, just put on girls' education on March 23rd. The Taliban's closed schools, which means that girls just returning to schools are no longer to go to school in secondary grade. And so this is what we're going to talk about today and get Farima's views and thoughts. But first, let's talk a little bit about you, Farima. You grew up in Afghanistan and you have experience from being a girl in Afghanistan, going to school, but also not going to school, not being able to go to school. So what was it like to grow up in Afghanistan? Well, growing up in Afghanistan is like nothing else in the world, especially as a, as a younger, as a, as a woman. Um, my um, my life under the Taliban um, was a disaster. It, it was like like hell because before Taliban, Afghanistan was suffering from the civil war, and after the civil war we had a little chance to go back to school and to get back with education but imagine your life when you go to school on thursday and then on friday the country collapsed to taliban and then they ask you not to go to school for five years so it sounds still it seems like a nightmare to me when i look back to my life to all those years that um, were wasted uh, it, it just seems so un unreal. It it seems like nothing else. A young girl in high school with a, with a lot of hopes, with desires and goals for a for a good future, and then a group comes and they tell you like, stay at home, and then your own home becomes a prison to you. You stay at home for five years with no hope, with no access to anything. It's just a a prison. You stay in a prison which is your home and you cannot do anything about it it's it's a it's a very painful experience what were you doing during all those years how could you keep yourself busy the good thing about me was i uh, i was lucky that i had um, good parents educated parents especially my dad he was teaching me english i was reading um, books i was writing short stories and my sisters, I have two older sisters, my sisters were teaching young kids in our own home. So we actually had like a little school in our home, but, but hidden from Taliban. So we were, we were all the time busy with teaching young kids and also teaching ourselves. It was like homeschooling and also self-teaching program. And the whole time our, our focus was not to lose this this chain of knowledge and, and be able to read and write, especially in English, because my father um, really wanted us to, to speak English, to, to learn English, and also the, the local language of Afghanistan, Persian and Pashto. It was, it was like we were doing it 
for no hope but still for some sort of hope that we were thinking okay one day things will change but we have to be educated we have to be literate mm. so and when was this in in time uh taliban captured the uh, kabul in 1996 and then they were removed by americans in 2001 so it was five years how was school during the america when the america took over the security situation well from my personal perspective and experience i think that was the best time for any afghan woman for any afghan kid going to school because things were changing so rapidly and so positively Uh, I started at university during um, the American uh, war in Afghanistan. I started university back in 2003. So my experience is, I think, the best time of my life because I was free. I had access to education. I could I could uh, go and work and study. So and, and millions of young girls could return back to school after uh, 2001. So what was happening? We, the world was expecting somehow that uh, after the meeting that the Taliban's had in Norway, uh, that girls were going to go back to school again. But what can you tell us about this meeting and why it was held and, and what they talked about? Uh, I believe that the, the meeting which was uh, held in Norway in January 2022, Uh, the reason was to have Taliban uh, sit down with uh, the representatives of the civil society um, from Afghanistan, the previous government, women activists, and also the international community, European countries' representatives, to listen to Taliban that what they ha want to say. And then Taliban listened to Afghans here in Europe especially, and also the European countries. The, they have to listen that what we actually want from Taliban And in that agenda, I think the main point of the agenda was the uh, school for girls, which apparently Taliban agreed on that time that on March 23rd, we are going to let all girls to go to school. And, and that was a, a very, um, I think, um, a strong promise which was made. And the international community was very happy, especially The Norwegian authorities, they were very happy that, okay, this is, we can, we can see this as an achievement that Taliban will let girls to go to school uh, in March. But unfortunately, Taliban, they just reversed their decision and just an hour or less than an hour on 23rd of March that the girls attended the schools, they asked girls to go back home. Mm. And so why did they do this, uh, do you think? Why did they uh, do this U-turn to take back um, their decision on, on letting girls go back to school again? Well, as a, it's, a, it's a very personal point of view. I believe they do it for, for so many reasons. Uh, first, the first reason is I believe they haven't changed. Taliban never changed because what they did back in the 90s and what they are doing now It shows that um, if there is any change in Taliban's behavior, that's um, they have they have gone har harder on the people. They they got more brutal. Uh, this is the the first thing I believe they they haven't changed. And and the second thing I think, they are taking this education of women um, as a winning chip to use it against the international community, especially against Americans for recognition 
they are they are using this as a um, as a tool to pressure the uh, international community to give them recognition and also the afghanistan's money which is frozen in american banks they want that money to get back and, and they use this and also the um, the other thing that i believe they taliban are actually afraid of educated women they they know that if a woman is educated they cannot encounter that woman education is power and uh, when a woman is empowered um, taliban cannot uh, impose on them their their wishes their wills they, they cannot impose whatever they wish on a on an on an educated woman so i think this is also another reason that they they don't want afghan women to be educated they just want them to keep women like slaves at homes and just serve them and, and serve the men and that's it al jazeera reported that malala yousafzai she is a previous nobel laureate in 2014 she got the nobel peace prize for her fight for all children's right to education and she said in Doha, Qatar, uh, earlier, that it was much easier for the Taliban in 1996 to put a ban on education. But she is very hopeful and she says that this time it will be more difficult. Uh, yes, she, she put it very rightly. This time it's harder for Taliban to impose their wish on the people of Afghanistan, especially on women. Uh, again, for two reasons. Uh, reason number one because the the women today are not the women back in 90s uh, as i mentioned afghanistan was suffering from civil war back in 90s and um, women were not able to stand for their rights and majority of educated women back then uh, escaped afghanistan and they ended up uh, struggling with their own lives and around the world and they they couldn't really fight for their rights but now uh, it's not the story like 90s. Uh, women of Afghanistan have changed, especially uh, there are thousands of women inside Afghanistan now. They they fight for education, they fight for their rights, they fight for the opportunity to work and, and to live their lives in a free society. And the second reason, I think, is the the presence of educated women outside Afghanistan and also... Um, women like like me like other women who had jobs around the world and we can raise our voice we can raise uh, not only our voice but the voice of those women who are deprived in afghanistan as much as possible we we will do our a little portion of fighting against um taliban and also there is one more reason i think um, now afghanistan is not the afghanistan back in 90s uh, we are so much connected with the international community, with international organizations, with countries. And back in 90s, Afghanistan was kind of forgotten story. No one really cared what's, what's happening or what was happening in Afghanistan. But now even with the school ban, if you, if you, go, if you Google it, on 23rd of March, the news was viral. It was just like an international uh, news. Everyone was talking about it. So I'm sure there will be pressures on Taliban, not only from the Afghan women, from uh, activists and from um, people like me out of Afghanistan, but also the international community, the countries that Taliban are really hoping to get recognition from the uh, international community. 
there will be pressure uh, on Taliban for letting girls to go to school. Mm. So we still ex- um, expect them to, to let girls go back to school within a foreseeable future, you think? Yes. Um, well, we, we never lose hope. Yeah, this is this is one of the things that we shouldn't lose hope. And uh, plus, we keep fighting. Uh, every Afghan woman has a responsibility to fight. And either we are inside Afghanistan or outside Afghanistan, we have to do our part. We have to lift up other women in, in the society, especially those women who are stuck in Afghanistan. Uh, if they cannot leave the country or if they don't want to leave the country, they have to have access to education. They have to be able to be empowered and, and to be independent. Yes, we do. We, we keep the hope alive. Yeah. But so um, what are the consequences of this ban? I mean, if it would be... For Afghanistan, uh, for not having girls uh, in school, what are the consequences for for the country? Well, the the consequences will be massive, will be huge. It's it's it has so many branches. One um, one branch or one part will be the uh, financial part, the social part. That um, when a woman cannot go to school, uh, she will not have access to. Uh, um, a good job um, and also she will not be able to develop her skills and also she will not have access to job market and it's like being deprived from having an income and also being deprived to have an identity indeed because if you if you don't have freedom you cannot have your own identity and the woman will be dependent on the male members of the family which is, again, it's very hard. Afghanistan is a poor country, and one male member of the family cannot be sufficient to feed the family, to take care of the family. It, it hits the family in a, in, in a very bad way. And the second part is, which is from my own experience, it's more a personal thing. Uh, it affects your mental health. It really does affect your mental health in a, in a very bad way. Because if you're if you're uh, a woman with hopes and desires and talent and, and uh, you want to achieve something in life, you want to do uh, something in life, and then you you you're deprived, it really hits you deep mentally. You suffer. It's like daily basis suffering, uh, and uh, a society half of the society would. Um, uh, with a lot of struggle in life, mental mentally struggling in life, is an ill society that can't be a healthy um, society going towards development. Uh, the um, but the, the another part which I see it very severe and harsh is the um, human rights parts of this of this ban, because when Taliban ban education on on women and girls, that's this is a very severe form of violation of human rights it's a clear abuse of human rights and the consequences of this ban is gonna be very very massive Uh, the abuse inside houses inside homes will increase the domestic violence will increase and also there won't be any any indicators of human rights abuse outside there won't be uh, any anyone watching, anyone reporting these abuses, 
and you can you can clearly imagine if you're a woman in in your home and you don't have um, income you don't have access to anything it affects the the family environment and and domestic violence is is everywhere it can happen especially when you're a woman with no job with no income and, and no right so i i see the human rights consequences um bigger than any other consequences of this ban on, on Afghan society. Mm. And what about boys, young boys, not having girls in their classes? Uh, does this also have any consequences for them? Uh, yes, for sure, because you you cannot have a society with one single gender. This is not a normal society. I don't see the healthy society. If you're a young boy and you're always... Uh, in contact with uh, with your male friends and you don't see women in the in the society and you don't have interaction with them this is more like one-sided story or or just one one gender society and it's not healthy women and men are the main elements of a healthy society there should be healthy interaction work environment education environment and even at home when you when there aren't parents i mean and and kids just have interaction with dad and there is no mom there is no sister imagine that house that's that's not i don't think that's a healthy house uh, a father with with boys and and running the whole life it's the same thing in the society you cannot have a healthy society only with with men because that the women and men are are created to to be living together in the society if we were not supposed to be together i'm sure the world would be one single gender world and and there wouldn't be two different genders and and i think taliban are playing even with the nature and and with the chemistry of nature in the world in, mm. the, in the world yeah yeah and um so yeah not being able to go to school at all is of course uh, terrible in in many ways for young girls but if uh, and when girls are going to back to school the talibans will still have uh, affect what's going to happen in the schools this is yeah this is another question what scares me personally uh, okay we we pretend that the taliban let us, let girls go to school the schools are open again but the biggest question is what these girls are learning there what will be the, the uh, curriculum of taliban in those schools um unfortunately afghanistan and pakistan had a very horrible uh, experience with these religious um, schools in pakistan uh, back in 80s and 90s when the um, soviets attacked afghanistan or invaded afghanistan and afghans went for jihad and and war against um, russia or soviets back then uh, the uh, saudis established some sort of uh, islamic madrasas in afghan in, in pakistan in order to teach all these fighters to how to fight uh, against uh, soviet and those madrasas produced thousands of taliban that we see today in afghan society they are completely brainwashed they they have no sense of modern life they have no sense of education they don't they don't have any sense of a civilized uh, society the only thing they know is kill other people by the name of religion uh, brutality is the the main concept of their life 
because they grown up like that in those madrasas they didn't have access to any modern life they, they were just reading the islamic books so-called islamic books and they were thinking the only aim and goal for a human being in this world is to kill other people especially for muslims to kill non-muslims and this is very horrible this is horrifying and the results are, are see are seen now we, we see what taliban do they are the products of those madrasas and now it scares me uh, that if if the curriculum of these schools change in afghanistan in a, in a few years we will have the afghan society the female society members of afghan society completely brainwashed the way taliban want the way taliban raised the uh, young kids in madrasas so th there should be there should be some sort of watch some sort of system that taliban should be accountable that what are these young kids or young girls uh, going to learn in these schools are they going to learn the modern science and technology and, and the things that people are learning around the world or just all these Islamic books or religious books? And uh, as a Muslim woman, I believe the, the world doesn't run only with the uh, religious studies. The, the 21st century world is completely a different world. We need to have education in modern science, technology, and we have to be able to walk with other people in the world and, and that, that's something that we need to be careful okay we want the schools to be reopened but again what will be taught there in those schools and what these young kids will learn in those schools mm. and some people think that this is a cultural thing but um, knowing the afghan culture very well what what would you say to this is this is something which really uh, at some point makes me mad because uh, coming from that country growing up in that country uh, the things that i'm i'm um, experiencing with the taliban in afghanistan uh, this is not afghan culture it it never been as i mentioned before afghanistan from the beginning was an islamic country and um, girls were going to school there I, I don't remember, I cannot recall my, my ancestors even to, to have a ban on school. And also what Taliban uh, apply in Afghanistan under the name of religion or culture, it's not Afghan culture. It's not, I mean, uh, it's a very logical thing. It's it's a common sense. Uh, who would who would accept this as a culture to, to, to be brutal, to be horrifying, to stop people from having a normal life, to beat people on the street, to uh, not to let them have their culture, their language, their uh, take their choices away from them. I think this makes clear sense that no culture, no religion in the world asks a human being to go and torture another human being to say, this is my culture. Brutality is not a culture. Being hard on your own people is not culture. And horrifying other human beings, I think, doesn't represent any culture. So Farima, you will be here now for, for a while and you're doing research on women's rights uh, in Afghanistan. Would you like to tell us a little bit about what you're researching and what you hope to? Uh, yes. Uh, first, I, I would like to thank uh, the Swedish government and also the SIDA and then the RWI for having me here and Lund, this beautiful, lovely city, for having me here uh, till the end of this year and giving me the opportunity to do a research. Mm, from the day first uh, I moved here, I keep saying that 
uh, I know the RWI is a is an amazing institute. They were their work towards uh, human rights is really amazing and 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 really appreciated. And as a as a citizen of the globe, as a global citizen, I feel I feel bad that I I only focus about human rights in Afghanistan. I feel kind of selfish that I only focus on Afghanistan and especially Afghan women. But to be honest, uh, my brain is so occupied with with um, everything went wrong in Afghanistan, and people like me who we lost our country, our home, our job, and our hopes and achievements, everything collapsed overnight. So I can't really think of any other thing at the moment. Probably later, I, I will be, of course, I'll be able to fight for rights of anyone who is deprived for any other woman or human around the world. But at this moment, yes, I'm focusing only on Afghanistan. Uh, the main topic of my research is uh, Taliban's takeover and its consequences on uh, human rights in Afghanistan, especially women's rights, because you know, this is a very severe form of abuse and violation of human rights uh, anywhere in the world that I know. And um, if I have this platform and if I have been given this opportunity to do a research or to highlight this part uh, i would like to highlight it as much as i can and raise awareness that what's going on in that part of the world and what human rights really means and, and what people do to violate it and, and what what are going to be the, the consequences thank you so much farima for being here and shedding light on the situation no problem. Thank you so much for having me once again. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was Farima Nawabi, currently a researcher at the Ralph Wallenberg Institute, holding an Afghan fellowship from SIDA, who told you about the education that the Taliban put on girls' education on March 23rd. This has been On Human Rights. And for more information, do follow us, the Ralph Wallenberg Institute, on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram. See you soon again. Thanks again for listening.